0: Making
1: after school cool. Welcome to the Making After School Cool Podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool Podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Today's episode of the Making After School Podcast is part two of a two-part series focused on strengthening resiliency skills. Back again to discuss resiliency is my guest, Brian Clement of Dovetail Learning. Brian is a former teacher, principal and is currently the lead trainer and director of programs and partnerships at Dovetail Learning Geek. Brian, welcome back and thanks again for being my guest. It's a pleasure. I had such a good
0: time. I want to continue it on with you.
1: During part one of this series, we
0: define what is resiliency. Can you summarize that definition again? Yeah, you know, uh, loosely uh, that resilience is our ability to adapt and meet challenges effectively um, and that we can strengthen resilience by noticing our own patterns and practicing skills for resilience.
1: Uh, I've attended a few of your trainings and done a little bit of back uh, research on um, Dovetail and in your trainings, you stated that we all have protective factors. Can you explain how they work?
0: Yeah, great. So just to make a distinction uh, uh, the term we use for our own patterns, we call protective patterns, and those are in service to creating our own safety. Uh, protective factors is a, is a wonderful language about what sort of environmental factors are also helpful. So just to make that small, small distinction. Um, but we bucket our protective patterns and, and ultimately what we talk about is uh, locating that on the spectrum of resilience called reactive resilience. Um, and that those protective patterns can both be externalized and internalized behaviors and those buckets that we have are distrusting hyper vigilance hyper caretaking avoiding defending and attacking and we sort of offer that up as sometimes those get in the way of our resilience or making our most resilient choice also with a balanced uh, awareness that Sometimes we're right on. We can honor those patterns. That's important to listen to um, and and that those responses are are evolved and have developed uh, for good reason. And sometimes they get in our own way. So it's sort of a balanced offering about those concepts.
1: Now, can you explain to our listeners, what is personal resilience and what are our centering
0: skills? Right, so as we talk about our, our larger continuum of resilience, um, once we've sort of become aware of our patter- protective patterns and, and where we can honor them when it's supposed to and then sometimes say I want to be a- become more resilient and have a more uh, thoughtful response to the situation at hand, we talk about centering skills or our own personal resilience and for us being centered uh, as personal resilience, which is our own inner strength to adapt and strengthen oneself to meet challenges. Um, it can create balance and well-being in a sense of safety. From there, we can then foster connecting skills, relationships, which we call relational resilience. And when we have strong bonds between us, uh, then we can work together as a group uh, safely and, and leverage everyone's genius, which we then ultimately call um, you know, our, our collaborating skills.
1: Now, you mentioned relation, uh, relational resilience and uh, I heard it's kind of described like a rubber band. Can
0: mm-hmm. uh, you tell me how that that works? Yeah. In service to this idea that all, res- you know, there's a sliding scale of resilience just in our relationships. And I think we can all uh, think about our personal lives. There's people that who we can be our full self with. We can say anything, you know, that person's not going to. Um, pop off or take it personally you know friendships over long periods of times Um, my wife and i have been married for 13 years and it's dynamic it stretches it can come back together Um, but it's through the struggle our learnings with each other that we actually are strengthening that resilient bond Um, and so uh, we know and, and our philosophy is that i in any given moment can make a choice individually that could strengthen our relational resilience. <laughs> the difference though, is I can't control you, right? <laughs> right? I can't re- control your response, but all of our skills are actually skills that the individual can do in service to strengthen that relationship if they so choose. Um, so, you know, there's a whole run there on healthy boundaries and, and what that looks like. And if you want to, that, that's, the, that's the choice that you have in here.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, actually a caregiver of my
0: mom. She's
1: going mm-hmm. through some, some health issues mm-hmm. and she's, you know basically she's not the same as she was say five ten years ago and i have to remind myself of that and there's times yeah. i catch myself being kind of short patient uh-huh. and so going in whenever i notice, it's like you know take a deep breath um uh, you you know where we are and i really want to tra- treasure the this time that we have oh, yeah. together and mm-hmm. so you know i agree it is like a rubber band i have to mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and i heard you even say within that a couple of things from our last podcast one you're using anticipatory resilience, and you're using breathing mindfully to to start from a centered place uh so that you can be open to uh your, your mother and and honoring and the choice uh and the courage that it takes to, to want to make a meaning for the time you have with her meaningful. So I appreciate you kind of sharing that uh, real life story and that's, that's what it's about is practical skills, right right
1: right. Yeah. And, and that's what I love so much about the work that you're doing is it crosses over to uh, so many different factors of life and I guess resiliency sort of does the same. And so um, being aware of uh, being aware and mindful of, of all of those different things definitely helps us in our careers, our personal lives, how we relate to others and mm-hmm. so on. Um, Speaking to relating to others, one of the skills is connecting skills. Uh, Can you kind of tell us a little bit how that works?
0: Well, you know, I think I tipped into it and speaking of connection too, uh, you know, I heard in your open uh, about what we call the nexus of praxis. And I I feel so connected to the dovetail team and I just want to shout out and and just say my kudos to the whole team that's come together. uh, Because we use research and practice to inform this work and uh, I just feel so connected and, and appreciate the support of our team that actually sort of lives with this work of which is is our connecting skills. Um, and that is in service to our relational resilience, which we talk about as the ability to adapt and respond to challenges in a relationship. Uh, strong relational resilience builds trust and safety by remaining connected and open-minded in difficult situations. Um, and so, a- as I mentioned, um, you know we want connection. Uh, and also we have to be aware um, in our skills uh, of noticing others. So our connecting skills are bucketed as uh, noticing others, heartfelt listening, empathizing, choosing kindness, speaking authentically. Those are things that I have agency in in service to the relationship. Um, and that and that's what we wanted to empower people to think about is it's not it's not a control mechanism for the other. But if I'm centered, now I have the opportunity um, to pick a connecting skill um, to to move forward together, perhaps.
1: Um, And I know one of the things, and we mentioned a little bit on, uh, you know, the the cultural um, resiliency, um, Mm -hmm. and that's also involves understanding ourselves. Mm -hmm. And since we work in groups and programs, can you describe how resiliency works and how our collaborating skills exist within these
0: groups? Right, and you're you're right there with you know first we got to take care of our own business uh, you know manage ourselves and sometimes we're not open to collaboration. Um, that could be for a multitude of reasons. We could have gaps in our cultural worldviews, right? And that's that's where the rubber meets the road for us. Um, our, our vision is a world of kind, connected human beings, and um, It's going to take all of us to sort of learn together, collectively, move forward together with uh, healing the past uh, and uh, what we're all experiencing. And the idea is that we can slide between what is needed. So if we have and can um, take our agreements and I'll just list our our collaborating skills. We define group resilience. Sorry, before that is the ability to maintain vision purpose and collective goals when meeting challenges. Strong group resilience empowers each person to express themselves safely and freely, maximizing everyone's contribution. And so, you know, group resilience takes work. And as a as a part of a group, uh, I have the ability uh, to use the skill of noticing group, right? The group itself has a personality, has a feel. I can appreciate others, that's something I can do. Um, and we can seek agreements, then honor those agreements, and obviously move into contributing intentionally. So there's a lot of discernment as we move up and down this awareness, right? Each of these skills, we know self, other, and group. So it's a self to other model. Um, And then we've noticed that a lot of times as we maintain and try to work together, um, these are things that I can do in any given moment to serve and maintain that mission and group. Sometimes there's breakdowns. We need to attend to relationship resilience. We need to tend to our own resilience. Some people are getting triggered of their protective patterns, right? That's where sort of the art, the artistry of applying skills uh, as needed sort of comes in. But we, we, again, offer it up as individual contributions in service to a group.
1: Now, I know we touched a little bit about like the different five different types of resiliency skills, but we sort of didn't put it in any particular order. Um, can you just summarize a little bit um, five resiliency skills and how do they help us uh, strengthen our relationships with groups, programs, and our communities?
0: Yeah, so if we think about resilience as a continuum, Um, and know that we want to serve, uh, uh, that there's an arc here of potential. Um, Our reactive resilience we need to honor first and foremost creates our safety, right? And so we have to be able to choose to move out of that in service to our personal resilience. From the personal resilience, we can build healthy relational resilience with others, and the strength of those bonds serves the group resilience. And ultimately, the empowerment message is that we have an opportunity to create the cultures that we all live in. Right collectively. And so um, you know, time, the time is up, right? There's a lot of conversations that actually can trigger people, activate people's cultural patterns, but it's through that self-awareness and the skill building that we can create the bonds that can then heal what's needed so we can move forward together. and it's lofty, but it starts with each of us. And that's where our emphasis is, is that resilience is the cornerstone and these skills are the cornerstone to address the problems as they emerge. Um, and that's through our interpersonal and personal relationships um, that we can serve you know, the greater good and ultimately our, our vision of a world kind connected human beings.
1: Um, Brian, uh, thank you so much again for uh, being here.
0: Do you have any final comments before I let you go? Um, just just a thank you to the team um, and an invitation, you know, um, for those of you who maybe didn't hear the first podcast, we have our, all of our resources are open educational resources, and we want to learn with and through you um, to apply our work and offer it simply as an invitation and learning opportunity. And we'd love for you to share back how you adapt and, and create uh, your version of We Are Resilient because We are humble enough to know that though we have a program and it's research based and we curated these skills and we have the honor of sort of uh, offering it, it's going to take all of us. And um, I just really appreciate the opportunity to speak uh, with you, Mike, and, uh, you know, reach out, call, we're here. And um, we really really do mean that because we operate with our values first. So uh, it's been an honor and pleasure to be here and look for more opportunities with those that might be listening
1: awesome Uh, again uh we're definitely going to share the 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 way in which people can get information and some of the great work that you guys provided dovetail um brian thank you so much for being my guest on making that school cool podcast i really appreciate you being available for these
0: these two parts yeah no thanks again mike honor and pleasure anything you need just reach out we're here most certainly after
1: school cool. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us for part two of our two-part series where our topic focused on strengthening resiliency skills. Please join us as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time scale.